Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. And easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Line Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, mm-hmm. Derek Piper here to recap. An Illinois basketball 103-65 win over Monmouth. What a performance by Terrence Shannon Jr. Felt bad for Monmouth. He's too big, too fast, too strong. Uh, He goes off for 30 points, 20 in the first half, 9 of 14 shooting. Another great performance off the bench. Jade Nepps, 21 points. Dane Danger, 15 points. But Derek, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how much we learned tonight because Monmouth was not a very good opponent, but I, I think we're seeing an Illinois team that's starting to gel. Offensively, I thought they moved the ball incredibly well, got off to a great start, 8-0 uh, before the first couple minutes. We're going to break down our, our thoughts on Terrence Shannon Jr., how good he can be, Sky Clark and Jade Nepps having really good games, uh, last couple games, uh, and then some performances that weren't so great, and of course we'll preview a big weekend because we're heading to Vegas to cover two big games for Illinois basketball, but overall thought about Monmouth win here. On the Monmouth note, they'd look more in place at the Centralia Holiday Tournament than they did tonight on on this floor. I'm uh, sorry to do that, but uh, in terms of Illinois, I mean, as good of an offensive showing collectively as you could have pr- probably hoped for. 63 points in the first half. The way the ball was moving, the fact you had so many assists, so many different guys were making that extra pass, and you hit 14 threes. We talked about in a couple of these post-game shows not having the three-point numbers that you would have expected for Terrence to hit four, for Jaden Epps to hit five. That was really good to see. And uh, Dane Dane just showed up once again. We'll talk about Terrence. Terrence is a, is a dude. Yeah, let's, let's, just, let's just go right into it. This guy is so big, so strong, so fast. We were just talking before we came on here. I think he's the best guard in the Big Ten. Like Some of these freshmen coming in are, can be really good, but we kind of looked at trying to do the all-Big Ten teams before the season. It's hard to find guards. Like People are putting Jalen Pickett first team. He's off to a great start, but Terrence Shannon looks like an NBA wing. Calvin Booth, the uh, Nuggets GM, was here for the first half tonight, and Shannon looked like by far the best NBA prospect on the court tonight because Coleman Hawkins wasn't all that good, but um, – Man, just how he gets downhill, how he can get to the free throw line, uh, how he impacts every level of the game, every way of the game. Um, defensively, he's, he's such a pest and, and gets into passing lanes. He's a good rebounder. But what I, I'm most struck by about Terrence Shannon, Derek, is I kind of thought of him as a 3 and D guy at Texas Tech. Now, he's got to play better opponents, and that's why I can't wait for this weekend. 
But the way Illinois is using him in ball screens and how he's creating and distributing tonight, I thought he was great finding people and then just getting downhill and attacking and getting to the free throw line and all of that. Like He's, he's a more dynamic playmaker than I think he ever showed at Texas Tech. Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, what's not to like right now in terms of what he brings to the table at both ends of the floor? He's a really good defender in transition. We knew he was a problem. He's one of the most explosive guards out there. And when he gets downhill, I mean, he, his physicality, his explosiveness, and now what we're seeing, I didn't know he was this fast. Like end to end, I asked Brad Underwood tonight, who's faster, him or I would assume him. Brad gave the political correct answer and said, you know, I don't, they're both equally as fast. Didn't want to make either one of those mad. But uh, to put him in that category, we know Io end to end was one of the best that we've seen here. And, and Shannon's as big as Io is now. Like Io's right. jacked now, but Shannon's already that big. Yeah, to see someone that physically strong be as fast as he is uh, says a lot about his athleticism. And then to your point, ball screen operating as a facilitator at Texas Tech. He had minimal experience, but in in that usage at Texas Tech, it, his efficiency numbers were really bad. He had turnovers. He got sped up off the dribble. I know that Tim really worked with him this offseason on seeing the floor better, on having the game slow down. And I think, I mean, as you mentioned, he's going to have to do it against some some higher level oppo opponents who are going to really be dialed in on him, trying to take away his driving lanes as much as possible. But I think his vision is really impressive. He's seeing the corners when those guys start to cheat into the lane. He's hitting those guys. Uh, and then I, I just think that he can score in, in every way imaginable. He can get yeah. to the rim. He can get fouled. He's shown a little bit of the pull-up jumper. And then he can shoot from three, too. So uh, in turn, with you got an NBA GM in the house, he looks as good as, as you could – Hope for is someone that, you know, has been projected maybe in the second round. Nuggets maybe late second round. I mean, he looks more than like a late second yeah, rounder no. to me. I mean, this is early again. We got to see it against better opponents, but we know where the league's going. It's a bunch of big wings, and if you can defend and you can shoot and you can attack the basket and transition, like they're gonna want you. They're gonna find a spot for you. So, uh, Terrence Shannon, um, better than advertised, I think so far. Again, we keep using the qualifier. We'll see it against better opponents, but he, he just looks like an absolute beast so far. And we know what he did against Kansas in the scrimmage. Went off and uh, I think he had, what, 18 free throws, 20 free throws, something like that, Brad Underwood said. Uh, so he is a star. He is the dude on this team. I think the last couple games, Derek, one of the most you know, encouraging things has been Sky Clark and Jade Nepps did not have a great debut but the last two games, these guys have really found their role on this team. And for Sky Clark, it's not scoring a lot, but he's just savvy. He plays like a third-year starting point guard at times. He's got the big body, uses it really well. Uh, but Monmouth was terrible in drop coverage tonight, guarding ball screens. And he attacked that. A couple beautiful passes to Dane Danger. But he had six assists to two turnovers tonight. Um, I think he's got 17 – or he's got um, – was it seven assists to a couple turnovers the last couple games uh, and just really efficient offensively only took two shots I think at some point you're going to want to see Sky have a little more confidence in his own shot but he's not forcing he's been great you know distributing to everybody else um, and then Jade Neps man you, you said he's a bucket this guy's been a bucket at the division one level the last two games with what 37 points on 12 of 21 shooting the last two games that's uh it's translating uh, <laughs> to this level so far yeah I'd say so uh, Jaden Epps looks really comfortable, especially both of those guys in comparison to night one against EIU. You know, Sky had five turnovers that night. Jaden just looked 
a little tentative passing up a three-pointer that made Brad mad late in that game, and now he hits five tonight. And uh, Brad's playing him more off the ball, and I know that he's someone that can play on it and and take that lead guard role at times. But he's just more comfortable when he's dialed in as a scorer and a defender. I think with his quickness, he's someone that they've thought throughout this offseason leading up to this season could be a pretty good on-ball defender to the way he moves. So uh, bringing energy at both ends of the floor, scoring it really, really well. And similar to a Trent Frazier, probably more of a scorer than a point guard coming in. But uh, the early indications just let him do what he's he's best at, which is getting buckets. And he's he's doing that. And, and Sky, well, you mentioned the drop coverage was pretty terrible. But just to have have that that work for him to, to see see the floor, make the, the delivery to Dane, rack up six assists. I think just increased confidence is about as much as you could ask for out of this game. So um, Sky mentioned over the weekend when we met with him before the game that he's still trying to figure out what his role is and see it all play out. Tonight's another opportunity for him to really understand that ball in his hands, he can facilitate. And then off the ball, he's a guy that can make an open three. He's made a handful of those here in the first couple of games as well. So uh, encouraging signs for Sky. And you just want those guys feeling good and confident going into Vegas. And obviously you're going to see Tiger Campbell and some good guards out there, yeah. but uh, this was a good one to to get positive momentum from. Yeah, Clark during the last two games, 17 points, eight assists, three turnovers, kind of a little bit Tiger-like, right? Like with, with how his poise is and got the hair as well. Um, RJ Melendez, I think, has been really solid as a role player the last couple games, Derek. Uh, scoring, hit nine points tonight, hit one of his three threes. I think he's really been getting after it defensively. And, and one of the guys I think has done as good as anybody of crashing the glass from the wing. He had four defensive rebounds tonight. Uh, so I like what I've seen out of him. Uh, and Dane Danger, man, continues to dominate this lower level of competition, uh, which again, let's see how this translates offensively, especially uh, to the next level. But two more blocks tonight, two steals tonight uh, for Dane Danger. Um, I think his, his start's been really encouraging, Derek, that you feel like, you know, if Coleman um, struggles or gets in foul trouble, you have another good option you can go to in the post. You can play him with all these other guys, uh, whether it's Matthew Meyer or Coleman Hawkins or whoever it is. Uh, it's been as good of a start as you could want from uh, Terrence Shannon and Dane Danger. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With Dane tonight, still scoring it really well, again, against teams that don't have the size to really block his shot and, and make those attempts around the rim as tough as possible, but uh, still showing his skill. Like his rip drives from the free throw line, that's something that's impressive for a guy that's six foot nine and, and 265. And his energy, too. He didn't have as many rebounds tonight, but the fact that he's blocking shots, getting steals, he's really engaged and bringing energy uh, in that front court off the bench. So like you were saying, the way he, he pairs well with these guys, they like to, they're finding him well and getting that chemistry up in terms of feeding the post. And you can play Coleman with him, too. So uh, we've seen that, not, not as much tonight, but we've seen that uh, here throughout the first week or so of the season, too. So, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Terrence is, has been fantastic. So uh, rating the Big 12, very uh, lucrative and profitable so far. Um, we will talk about the other guy from the Big 12 that still hasn't quite clicked, but uh, Dane's been good. And I agree, RJ just, again, energy-wise, engaged defensively, long arms, and scoring it, he can score a little bit better than he has so far, but uh, you'll take you know nine points, five rebounds, and some active defensive numbers too. We'll take some of your uh, questions, comments coming up on the YouTube Live. Appreciate you guys joining us here late at night. Uh, 
we will have plenty of those in Vegas coming up here. Um, Ty Rogers, this is the Ty Rogers special. I, I think I told you if I had to predict a, a Ty Rogers game, stat line this season, it'd be three, five, and three. Um, he had three, five, and two tonight. So, th or what was it four points, five rebounds, and two assists for Ty Rogers? Pretty good defensively. Uh, he gets after it on the offensive glass. That's going to get him on the floor a lot. Sincere Harris, man, he's showing more shooting. Than, than we expected again, the competition level. But I, I saw him in pregame, and I told Wagner, I said he's got a, he's got a solid sh like stroke there. Like I think he's got a, a pretty good rhythm there. Uh, hits two of three from a three tonight. So good signs from those guys. I mean, you're you're seeing a freshman class, Derek, that can be really good, and I think they've gained some confidence these last two games. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Ty just looks like a grown man yeah. out there. And him he... and Sky both just play. And Jaden really, they just play at a that veteran savviness so far right guys that have strength and then guys that have of of maturity about them and their approach to the game and, and mentality and yeah for for ty to be that well rounded is not surprising to me i'd like to see him still be a little bit more aggressive as a scorer not saying he's got to shoot a ton of jump shots but uh, someone that is just can bully his way to the basket can finish through contact I'd like to see him get back to the free throw line. I know that wasn't a good showing here. It was at the EIU game or UMKC. I think it was EIU when he was one for six at the free throw line. But he's got the ability to get to the line at that pretty good frequency because he is so skilled and physical. And we know he's going to be a really good defender. And I think I'm excited to see how he defends some of these really talented scorers at Baylor too. And I mean, Sincere Harris to be a spot-up shooter because he, he, he's he's a guy that you put him on the floor. There's others going to draw so much attention. You're probably you're that guy's probably leaving sincere, but uh, with the way he's shooting it right now is is impressive. And someone that over the off season you heard you know wasn't shooting it the greatest, but we heard the same thing about R.J. Melendez, and he, he shot the three pretty well as a freshman. So if sincere is following in those footsteps, which he is early on, it's a, a good indication. Yeah, if he can be over 30% as a true freshman, I think that that'd be a really good uh, thing for him. All right, Matthew Meyer, not a great night. One of five shooting, three rebounds, three points. Did have two assists, two assists in the first minute of the game. I thought he was better defensively, Derek. Again, he didn't have to guard much tonight, but one steal on that end. The one thing I liked about Matthew Meyer, and he's laughing at me because I was making a big deal out of it. There were so many times he wanted to go ISO, put up his shot by himself, like do some and one stuff. He stopped himself. He moved the ball. He only did it once. He had one bad ISO shot tonight. Otherwise, he was moving the ball. I thought he got good looks uh, offensively, took good shots Otherwise, than that, other than that one, uh, but he just only made one of them. Uh, so for me, Derek, that was, a, that was a step forward for Matthew Meyer. Listen, it's been, a, it's been a rough start for him, finding his role on this team. It's clear Terrence Shannon knows his role. I think Jade Nepps and Sky Clark know their role. Dane Danger knows their role. Matthew Meyer is still trying to figure that out. But as you and I have talked about, like, they're going to need him at some point, and it could be this weekend. And I don't think Matthew Meyer is going to be afraid of those moments. I think he's going to thrive uh, against some, some big-time opponents because he's been there, he's done that. A lot of these other guys have. Yeah, I think that, uh, one, I love the fact that Brad went to him on the first possession, ran a little, ran him off the screen, got him on a post-up. They came over knowing that he had a size advantage, and he hit Terrence in the corner for a three. Uh, that was a really good pass, and one where – He's been playing a little bit of hero ball. He's been trying to get his own, trying to get himself going, and, and that was a moment, and he had a couple other ones where he had the awareness and the unselfishness to see the, the guy that was open, have the game just slow down a little bit and, and make that pass. There was a couple times, too, where he, like, dribbled into a step back, and he has taken some of those shots, and Brad has uh, been pretty upset about those because they're, they're tough 
long threes off the dribble and stuff we saw a lot of Baylor last year yeah and he has the ability to make hard yeah. shots like he, yeah. he has the ability to just pull up in transition or, or just you know, sidestep a dribble create some space and make those threes but uh, so far we know his shot hasn't been going and I, I like the shot fake and uh, there was one time where he shot faked it gave it up got it back a few seconds later and it was a wide open top of the key three that he buried his, his one made shot tonight I think that overall one thing I've expected early and again it's you're taking into account the physicality part of it. We're coming off the back. I thought he'd be able to do more off the dribble. I thought he'd be able to blow by some guys and, and put some pressure off the bounce, but he just hasn't been able to get by his defender. And I think that plays at the defensive end too, where when he gets attacked, people are getting angles on him, getting downhill on him, and uh, he's fouled, and that's been an issue. Uh, I know he had two fouls in the first half yet again, where he had to go sit for a while. Um, it, it, is he capable of going off on UCLA? Absolutely. Could he could he put up 18? And, and it's been something that's within his pedigree? Absolutely. Has he shown any indication in an Illinois jersey that he's going to do that? No. But I, I think that, yeah, I, I wish that he would have had a little bit more tonight and a little bit more positive momentum going into Vegas. But I, I think that Illinois will need him to be pretty good unless Dane's going to go crazy still. Uh, can Terrence just completely carry you can Coleman get going yeah but uh, I'd be surprised if Matt doesn't take a step forward out there and if you if you're satisfied with your results out there all right let's bring up Coleman Hawkins not a very good night for him uh one of five shooting I thought he was really good moving the ball he's really good at that sometimes I want Coleman to shoot the ball uh he, he passed up a, a couple open looks tonight um that's not going to concern me too long five rebounds in 17 minutes tonight but five turnovers um also had how many how many fouls do you have? Two fouls in the first half. I did like that Brad Underwood got him back into the game because he's just so important to what they do defensively. And then he's as good of a passer on this team as anybody. He had three assists tonight. Uh, but just kind of got without himself. And, and Brad got really frustrated with him and got in his face a little bit. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Coleman responds to that. But, uh, you know, I think Coleman Hawkins is one of the best players in this team. Maybe just a down game, Derek. But it's, it's nice that you have other options that can really step up. That's the same thing with Matthew Meyer. If you got two guys that, that struggle a little bit, you still got Danger, you still got Epps who can score. I think RJ Melendez is going to have a big offensive game at some point uh, and hit a bunch of threes. So that's a nice thing about having this depth and this talent is you have other guys who can step up kind of as, as main scorers. Yeah, it's back to back games where Coleman's gone to the bench 2,000, no points, but it hasn't hurt you a ton because you've had other guys being able to make up for that. But he just seemed a little sped up and out of sorts. And as frustrations kind of compounded, he just wasn't able to reel it back in. And I know that Brad was was on him on the bench, like you said, when he was out. I uh, don't know everything that that was necessarily about, but uh, I just think that, yeah, he, he wasn't able to get himself out of a funk. And, and early foul trouble kind of put him in that. But, I mean, he was still pretty active for the most part with, you know, six points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. But he did have, the turnovers were a problem. And he just kind of he, he turned down some looks and just kind of played off kilter. And uh, we've seen Coleman play a lot better. I think he will. But that was one. I know that the first thought in my head, you know, you have an NBA GM in here tonight, and he's your highest graded draft pick, at least, or projected at least right now. And that was a night he would like to make up for. I, I don't disagree with you. All right, can I, can I make up a new term? The Lieb. The Lieb. Foul out in under 10 minutes. That's what Brandon Lieb did tonight. Man. Eight minutes. Just want to shout that out. That's, maybe that's a new term it's hard to do. that we can have. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Derek, let's talk about what is coming up because that's more important than really anything that happened tonight. You get a top 10 matchup against UCLA in Las Vegas on Friday night in one of the best, most marquee events of the whole college basketball season with the main event out in Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. You and I will be there. Can't wait for it. And then Illinois plays either Baylor or Virginia, two other ranked opponents. Baylor, of course, number five in the country. But let's talk with about UCLA, um, a very talented team. Jaime Jaquez, still there. Tiger Campbell, still there. Uh, Amari Bailey, five-star freshman. Adem Kona, a five-star freshman. This is where it gets real, and I'm so excited. I think so many other fans are eager to see what this Illinois team has because I think we've seen the flashes of, boy, this is the most talented team for Illinois had in a long time. We just raw talent. It's just it's inexperienced. How cohesive is it already? How much do these guys know their roles? There's a UCLA team that's clearly farther along than that. It's had stars that have played on the, the Final Four team two years ago, and Amari Bailey, who might be a lottery pick. Um, but this is going to be fun, man. So like, what, what are you most looking forward to just seeing them Friday night against UCLA? Terrence Shannon against Jaime Jaquez. High-level, all-American in the conversation type of players. I know that... Uh, the Almanac by Field of 68 had Jaime Jaquez as a first-team All-American going into the year, and Terrence is a, a first-team All-League type of guy in the Big Ten. And, and I mean, based on what he's shown right now, he's going to be at least in the conversation. I mean, Brad mentioned tonight that Terrence can be as accomplished as Iowa was as a player here. We know what Iowa was able to do, but uh, that's a big-time, big-time matchup. And I think on paper, Illinois has about as much talent as UCLA does. You just have more cohesive Ness uh, with UCLA, there's some older guys. When you throw in, Tiger Campbell's made like 100 starts for UCLA at point guard versus what Illinois has at point guard with the inexperienced, albeit some some very good talent. You throw in Jaquez, ha- uh, Jalen Clark is now a, an upperclassman, projected as one of the breakout candidates in the Pac-12, uh, a really good two-way guy. Kind of reminds me, he's a little bit like a junior version of Ty Rogers. Uh, and then you mentioned him with Bailey and uh, the big man. Those are two McDonald's All-Americans. So they're uber talented. Uh, can Illinois with, I mean, Shannon, Meyer, Coleman Hawkins, RJ, and then their, their freshmen, what they're doing. I think 
Illinois on paper looks as good as that, but can they be consistent enough with their offensive execution? Uh, they're going to get really tested defensively with their switching uh, and just the threats that UCLA is going to pose. But it's going to be high-level basketball, and just uh, I think that Illinois will need some of these guys to step up in a game for freshmen that they haven't seen and uh, for someone like Meyer that's not had it going yet. There's potential for it to, to go wrong for Illinois, but there's also, if it clicks, that, uh, that they can definitely knock off a top 10 team too. That's just so exciting about this, right? Like we don't know, the variance of this team feels so, so big that I can see them losing double digits to UCLA. I can also see them beating UCLA. Um, I, I can see them beating any team that, that goes out there and plays. I mean, Baylor's really freaking good with one of the best freshmen in the country uh, in Keontae George, but Illinois has got talent, man, and, and they can really disrupt people defensively. We've seen the full court pressure. I think that's what you know, they can do things defensively to UCLA that not a lot of teams that UCLA is going to play this year can do. And what really can help you once you get to the NCAA tournament, Derek, uh, offensively I'm really interested to see how they do taking care of the ball. Um, 18 turnovers tonight, got sloppy. I know once you get a lead like that, uh, it can kind of get away from you. But those are the things Illinois has got to clean up because you give 18 turnovers to, to UCLA or to Baylor or even Virginia, and, and they're going to really make you pay for it. So uh, I'm excited to see how Sky Clark and Jaden Epps handle the moment playing against a guy like Tiger Campbell who's really af gets after you defensively, is such a smart point guard. Uh, I mean, how long has he been there? His fourth year here. Like He's, he's really, really good. Um, and I think you're going to need a guy like R.J. Melendez who's played in some big moments, You know, played in the NCAA tournament game, played well there. Uh, he, I think you're going to need him to step up too. But that's what's fun. We get to find out what this team is made of. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's about time to put this team to the test. And uh, that's what you want is to see if you're in the realm of a top 10 caliber team and to get a chance to get for two games where Virginia's in that top 15 type of range and Baylor, as we know, is a, is a top five team and uh, they're off off and running. I know they haven't really played anybody, but they're bombing away at th from three and they're hitting the offensive glass as well as Scott Drew teams usually do. They're tough. They're they're versatile. But I think that in terms of like Baylor or just UCLA with their athleticism, for Illinois to have comparable length athleticism now versus years past like on the perimeter or we really go one through five, uh, I think that Illinois will have to while their offense will still probably be up and down, if their defense can can be as good as it can be and, and be imposing and and switch effectively, and, and if they're dialed in at that end, then I think they can they can hang and give some teams some problems, just as as Baylor did to Illinois a handful of years ago too. So, uh, and I, I can't rule out Virginia either. Now, when they put 90 on Monmouth, I was like, oh boy, 90 on Monmouth. Well, Illinois dropped 103, and apparently scoring on on Monmouth isn't too hard. So, uh, but they they brought everybody back, and then. Uh, got Vanderplas from Ohio, who we're familiar with. Isaac McNeely's a really talented freshman coming in. So uh, Virginia's a deep team. We know they play really good defense, and they they got some shooters too. My only concern, if you're an Illinois fan, is these early tests have not gone very well under Brad Underwood. Yeah. You think back to last year. Now Kofi Coburn was out, but the Marquette game uh, was was really bad. Cincinnati was even worse uh, in the biggest tournament, and then Arizona. Um, what a phenomenal game that was, and obviously not a bad loss, but. Uh, missed opportunity. Baylor, a couple years ago, you lose by 13. Um, Duke, you came back and, and won that game. Arizona, two years ago, when you went out there, right? Like some of these haven't gone very well. So I'm, I'm just really interested to see how this team, a new team, uh, kind of gets really ready for this. And, and Derek, this won't determine the season. 
but this would be huge for your resume. Mm -hmm. It only helps your resume playing these kind of opponents, but if you can get one or two of these games, clearly this would be, if they come out of this winning it, we're talking about this team completely differently. They're a top 10 team, maybe Big Ten favorite coming out of this event. If they go one and one, they might rise in the rankings next week because it's a big win. Uh, if they go in two, might fall out of the rankings. But um, either way, this is good for the team because they're going to learn something from this. Right, and it, the trend is either it is a little alarming with the Underwood teams early on, and this one more than any seems like they'd be set up for some a tough one or two or three in the non-conference, but maybe that will work the other way because there have been some of those those teams that took those lumps that you thought, oh, well, they're an older team. They played together a lot. They shouldn't do that, and maybe this one will surprise and, and win a game. I think on the outside, a lot of people are probably going to expect. Now, this was a, a nice showing for Illinois momentum-wise to be rolling into Vegas. Most people are going to be expecting UCLA to win that game. If not, I'm not going to say comfortably, but uh, – yeah, there's going to be a significant edge in terms of the perception for UCLA. Yeah, Ken Palm has uh, UCLA as a four-point favor right now. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's a lot to gain regardless. A lot to learn about yourself. Uh, great in terms of experience for these freshmen to know what that looks like. I mean, it won't be too long. They'll be going out to New York to face Texas. Before that, you're going on the road for your first Big Ten road game at Maryland, and uh, to get these tests rolling and to see what you can learn about yourself is, is a big value and yeah from the resume standpoint these are huge you know marquee type of wins if you can come away with one and uh, I think that Illinois is capable of it I think if things go wrong you could it yeah. could it could be an 0-2 um, but that's that's kind of what's fascinating about it. that's what's uh, really exciting to see how it plays out. All right, Eric says, give the people what they want. We want daddy pipes and wags in Vegas unsupervised. Unfortunately, wags won't be there. I will be there. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have a good time. Saturday, we got a spot uh, picked out, Brett Barons, Scott Ritchie, and us. We're going to go watch some college football, I think, at 9 in the morning out there. And uh, go check out Illinois, Michigan, and uh, have ourselves a day and have uh, and take in the whole Vegas experience here, daddy, daddy pipes. <laughs> Uh, that is an accurate description, yes. Um, 9 a.m. on Saturday is going to be interesting. We're going to have to get the riding done and, and hit the hit the pillows. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait to get out there. And uh, we'll, we'll make our ways, we'll make our rounds, you know, have some beers. Yeah, shout us out. If you see us, uh, stop by, say hi. I uh, don't know if we're going to give out where we're going to be yeah. on Saturday, but uh, we're going to have a good time. Uh, Coy said, needs to be, needs to be a Matt Meyer conversation, and we see a lot of people – uh, I've talked about why is Matt Meyer starting. I don't think that needs to change yet. Like, Dane Danger's been great off the bench. Jaden Epps and Ty Rogers have been really great off the bench. At some point, you might need to make that move for Matt, uh, maybe to, to see the game differently, all of that. Listen, I get it. He's not playing well. Guys off the bench are playing well. Let's talk about that after Vegas, probably, is where, where I'm at. Yeah, personally for me, I think it's too early. I love the the trio, especially yeah. the way they're rolling right now. Um, and Brad loves guys being able to count on guys off the bench. Yeah, Dane, Epps, and, and Rogers as your easy three guys in after the first media timeout, and uh, that 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 second unit has an identity now. And those guys are rolling. I wouldn't want to mess with that too much. And then not to I know that you you can't go forever with Matt if this continues if if he is in a in a funk and maybe sometimes we've seen guys get plugged you know out of the starting lineup come off the bench to new uh, a new look for them motivating factor for them that they can uh, get some things going but uh, I don't know that'd be great for his confidence right now to do that early and um 
I'd do it against a team that's a real test too. And I know that's something they're kind of waiting to see if Matt's going to really turn it on when that happens. I know it's kind of it's kind of frustrating what's happened so far, but again, it's a guy that, that missed a significant chunk of, t chunk of time over the off season, and uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't push that button quite yet. I had somebody say no elite big men uh, that they're going up against uh, during the out of conference play, and I'm just you know there's some talented ones uh, UCLA obviously uh, with their five star freshman um, Texas does Texas have any like there's not the Zach Eady there's not sure. the Hunter Dickinson that they're going up against that's for sure and that might tell you something because these are pretty good teams Texas has you know, had some pretty talented teams um, they're number two in the Ken Palm right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's not all of those, and that's partly why Brad Underwood built his team like this, is because what he sees working in the NCAA tournament is different than what he's had the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I mean, for UCLA to have a McDonald's All-American five-man, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good test, I'd say, at the five. It's not a seven-footer. It, it's not someone that's uh, going to be so physically imposing to Coleman. I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic of those two against each other because uh, Bona's an elite athlete. Uh, and, and one that can uh, really rim run, but I mean that's a that's kind of a fit in terms of what Coleman does, stretching the floor and everything. But you'd hope that Coleman's experience and also trying to pull him away from the basket will make him uncomfortable. Texas would have a big man if Trey Mitchell could stay anywhere for a couple months at a time without transfer again. Uh, he's now at West Virginia. Shout out to him and his his dad with the nice suits. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It, it's part of the. The movement in college basketball, you see it around. I mean, if you would have matched up to, against Gonzaga, uh, you'd obviously see a really good center there. Kentucky with Shibway. There, there are good big men out there. But in terms of who you're about to face in the non-con, yeah, there's there's not one other than the one at UCLA that you're necessarily scared of. I mean, Baylor still has Flo Thamba. Still there. Who doesn't do a, a whole lot statistically. Did he, take a, did he take an official visit here? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Mac Etienne at UCLA. Yeah. Some familiar names, for sure. Familiar names. We'll get to see those guys uh, out in Vegas. It's going to be a great event. I I'm hoping Illinois plays Baylor second game. That would be another uh, fantastic thing to see. But I want to go see Keontae George in person, whether it's uh, the, the night we cover um, the, the same game, the same place. Like I I'm really interested to see all these talented, talented teams. That's going to do it for us tonight here on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Thanks for checking us out on the YouTube live. Give us a like on that video, share it, uh, and give us a follow wherever you get your podcast. Give us uh, a rating review. We appreciate when you guys do that. Have fun this week. If you're going out to Vegas, have fun, man. We'll see you at the games. Hit us up. Uh, come say hi. But everybody take care of each other. Have a great night. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Bye, everybody.
series evil returns we've already hunted werewolves demons and now what a baby antichrist <laughs> prepare yourself you will not beat us for the end visions of hell make it stop make it shut up you're not gonna survive this evil the final season streaming may 23rd only on paramount plus